0: Check, check. Ooh, here we go. Sounding, sounding the alarms. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, my name is Todd Bluebaugh. You're listening to the Blue Toddcast. I'm very happy to have you here. January 2nd, 2022. I can't even, that number is so big to me. That's later than Back to the Future. That's later than Blade Runner. Everything I grew up with, I have outlived the future of. What does it mean? I'm excited, though. I don't know about you guys, but I'm excited for 2022. I, 2021, whatever. I just feel like it was just kind of a no-man's land of a year. Speaking of no-man's land, was that a movie? Nomadland. Land. <clears throat> There were some good movies that came out in 2021, though. I saw Dune. I saw The Bond. All coming back to the theater for the first time in a year. There's going to be some good films coming out. You know what? I'll just launch into the announcements here because I also have a film coming out in 2022, in February. Not just me, but our whole team and my wife that we're excited about. And that is, coincidentally, how I met my wife. We came together to f- finish this picture. We lost three lead actresses in the process of shooting who couldn't quite hang with our band of pirate filmmakers. And my wife stepped in because she fit the bill very nicely, and we were able to salvage a lot of the shots from the other two actresses. But I fell in love with her, third time's a charm, and we ended up getting married there a couple years later, and here we be happy as ever that can happen and does happen but that that movie we shot six years ago and my best friend Trevor Hawkins back in Missouri Kansas City area we talked for more than a decade about shooting a film on our home court back there in the Midwest and Trevor came up with a script that we could pull off and off we went. And we did it. It was really fun, and it ended up changing my life. The, the world just wasn't quite ready for a picture like this. But since then, um, Nomad Land and The Writer, which I think are terrific films, and very much in the genre of what we have done, even though we shot it first, they kind of came out and primed the pump a little bit. So we had to set on this picture for a while, but it's coming out in February, and i'm really excited about that i could talk i could talk a long time about that movie but i'll just say this if you're fed up with the franchises and the heavy-handed uh narrative being shoved down your throat the same formula you will like this movie and you will talk about it it is definitely a breath of fresh air to me and i think it will inspire people in the indie world um To go pull something off. Because we did it. If we can do it. You can definitely do it. As filmmakers. So there you go. That's coming out February 3rd. Wherever you get your streaming. Amazon. Hulu. Voodoo. Vada. Blah blah. Blah 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 blah. Whatever it is. Wherever you stream your shit. That's where it's at. (laughs) Uh, What else? Oh. um, I got a belt. That came out this month. With my good buddy Nash. We're calling it the Thunderbird Belt. It's a little art piece we did over coffee one morning and said, you know what, let's just make this into a cool leather piece. And I really love it. It's got my little my little Thunderbirds on it, and that's up on my website. I really enjoy taking my pants on and off now. And you will too. Your own pants. <laughs> so go check that out. And that's ultimately... I mean, you know how this show works by this time if you've been tuning in and following along. I fund this thing by the products I bring to the market with brands that give a shit. And we come together and we bring something to you that we're proud of stylistically and function, and we make it ethically here in the United States. So when you buy something off my website, whether it's the denim with Telson, the boots with Wesco, or the belt, um, you know, any of that. My book. Did I say that already? I don't know. That all goes to help fund this show. And I'm really concerned about the quality of everything that I put out there. Not just the goods that I'm making. But these episodes and the videos that I do. And they all kind of blend together. Particularly this episode. It's not a motorcycle episode. It is... You know, Chris... This episode is with Chris Warren. From Wesco Boots. And we met over the phone over a year ago and we just got really close we talk very frequently in fact my wife will ask me did you talk to Chris today and I said yeah we talked we actually FaceTime thank you very much and then if a day goes by where I don't hear from Chris I start to worry so I have to FaceTime him and that's kind of the relationship that we had for over a year until this those of you who bought the boot thank you very much Chris and I talked about it. We wanted to do something for the customers who haven't got them yet. And they are coming out this month. The first rack is finally done. I went out to Oregon and it was kind of a big deal. He let me in there or Wesco, the the whole company let me in there with my camera and I shot the entire process of the boot going down the line, starting from the hide to the finished product. And that was really special and I can't thank them enough for letting me in there and that is for all the customers who have paid for these boots who haven't got them yet because of all the setbacks we've had this fucking year, last year. But that's what we wanted to do, and I hope you enjoyed it. And you see what you spend your money on. This this thing that we do here, the, the, the American manufacturing is very important to me, and I'm going to do more of these episodes. As a matter of fact, my dad... He worked in human resources for years uh, in his position. He taught the history of American manufacturing. It was always something that was very important to my family. And I'm still pursuing that with the the products that I'm trying to bring to the market. But uh, Chris is very much aware of that and he's trying to educate people in in the value of that. And what your money goes towards. And you can see that when you watch that video and to me after being through the factory and watching the process I can't believe it doesn't cost more if you if I was to bill you for my shop hours for what it takes to make one pair of boots it would be a lot more for the specialized equipment and the time and experience that goes into making craft like footwear I am blown away because I don't even know if it qualifies as a textile really it's leather it's rubber it's wood you're sewing you're hammering there's hardware it just kind of encompasses everything and it's not just a hammer that makes these boots it's a sense of touch it's intuition it's a lot of skill and i was i was thrilled to see the process start to finish and now that i can comprehend that i i I like talking about it and um and that was chris's idea because he really gives a shit I also got to stay with his family when I was down there. You're a good man, Chris Warren. I know you're going to have a hard time hearing that. You're probably sitting at your desk there in the showroom working on something and just blushing and all awkward. And what's wrong, man? You can't take a compliment? Huh? Huh, Chris? You can't take a compliment from me right now? You're laughing out loud. I can hear you laughing about it. Awkward? Just take it, dude. Come on. You're a good man. You're a good dad. You're a good husband and I'm happy to know you. So, anyway, this interview is with Chris there in the Westco factory. And it was the first interview I ever did outside of my little office here. So that was that was interesting and different, and you'll hear the factory in the background and people coming through, but I kind of like that. That doesn't bother me at all. So, before we get to the interview, I'm going to give a real a real quick thank you to my brother Rocco DeLuca for all the original music that you composed for this episode and it's you're playing beautiful man you are so talented and you are my spirit animal Rocco thank you all right so now let's get to the episode everyone Chris Warren buckle up you get a new order there yeah they know the wait time Absolutely. So, this is... oh,
1: Comfy? Feels good to sit down. Yeah, dude, put your feet up.
0: Two days. I'm just like, I got command center here. We can... You know, this is the first first one of these that I've done um, outside of my little office. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. Thank you. First of all, that microphone is extremely directional, so... I may remind you if you point it.
1: You can't hear me.
0: I'm pointing this at you. It doesn't work. Yeah,
1: I was listening to you talking to mom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. This
0: has been quite a peek behind the curtain, man.
1: Yeah, I think, uh, like we talked about in the truck, and you know, you got here from the airport, and we had plenty of road time. And I think the big thing of coming here is you get the bigger picture
0: the bigger picture of how small it is yeah you sure. guys really are a family
1: yeah there's a family yeah, you operation can, you can tell when you get out here there's only probably like 25 of us 30 of us making boots in between you shooting and whatnot and me running out there stitching and yeah and uh you know not a i i doubt a lot of the footwear companies there office staff you know sales managers or um like in our customer service in the main office you know coming over and and helping like in production i mean it's pretty pretty hands-on with everyone here so no
0: i just watched you take orders (laughs) jump off your computer onto the floor start sewing a pair of boots (laughs) i mean that's kind of i feel like that's kind of rare
1: yeah oh yeah yeah taking the order if you're watching you probably saw me (laughs) take the order while i was typing that i was clipping some some uh burgundy boots off instagram for a customer's email (laughs) while i was
0: taking the order that's where you started uh, though right
1: on the floor yeah 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 yeah, for sure so out there where you were looking uh taking some of the shots of like hand nailing all the soles and and um lasting them where we pull the vamp down over the toe and the big machines out here, the Rapid E's. They're so cool. Yeah, stitching on those was like the first thing. And I remember coming through and I was like, what What position are you hiring for? And, and uh, man, I saw those and I was like, dude, they sound like just a gun out there going off. And you have those massive needles and all that, uh, you know, stabs through it and drags the boot over. And then they lock stitch all the way around the soles. But, yeah, those things are pretty I'm, I'm like
0: a kid in a candy store when I see those. Those, it, w- what year? I mean, we're talking twenties or so. Those 30s? out there,
1: we fully switched over to, uh, fully switched over to our stitch down construction, hundred percent in the '80s. But we were using those off and on before that. But when were those made? Those,
0: dude. Uh, good luck. I don't know.
1: I mean, some of these have to be twenties. Oh, I mean, yeah. There's machines that are like. Uh, Especially the punch out there when you were talking about the one with the rivets and whatnot. Yeah, those machines were engineered and made by uh, so Chris that we went to lunch with and Roberta that you met. So her father actually built some he of those machines. Those. Yeah,
0: dude, I was taking shots of the kind of just the linkage and things that were running those. Yeah, it's hypnotic. Yeah, it's crazy. how many little moving parts there are in that. Yeah, and the torque behind them, you can feel them on the floor.
1: Oh. Yeah, for sure. And there used to be a a machine that went through. um, It had a belt that went down in the basement. Oh, wow. When they fired that up, you'd just, yeah, (laughs) it's it's pretty crazy. A lot of the machines, um, the old machines out there, you could tell, like, from nail down to stitch down construction um, with that transition. And once we were able to kind of change, if you look at the boots that are on the floor here, that had all those little hobnails and everything yeah. and you were feeling that big, heavy, you know, lead kind of mallet in a sense and and swinging that all day to secure all those soles and and hit those in would be... Dude, I was looking at the
0: dudes that were um, Harvey and... What's the other guy down there? Brian. Brian, Harvey and Brian, when they're stretching the skins and putting the toes in,
1: yeah, like, they're doing the liner. Their
0: hands are so fucking strong. Yeah. I was I was just like, I don't think I could do that.
1: Well, and you got to think too. Um, all day? With the nail construct, that used to be done all by hand. That's wild. So we've kind of maneuvered it down there where you can use some of those machines to pull that leather and last them. But hand lasting was something that you'd have multiple people just lasting boots by hand. So
0: you started at a particular spot did you mm-hmm. keep going on the floor and do other learn other machines or do people do that when they start here in one position and kind of work their way around yeah
1: so um about 20 years ago when I started most people there were a few you know that were trained in multiple areas but there were a lot that just like that's what you did um you know like I'd be out there and and Joe would be lasting boots or Robbie would be lasting boots and, and, um, Ivan would be doing the heel nails or side lasting and Dale would be, um, doing our filling out there. And then so-and-so would be doing this and that. And it was just kind of like everyone had a specific job. And over time, I mean, obviously and a lot of companies have done that where you cross train all over. So initially I would stitch just the midsole, the thin midsole. Then after you do that for quite a while and you can progress to the point of using the outsole, you know, stitch the outsoles on, um, I would do that. But then I would glue the soles and press the soles and trim the soles. And and um, <clears throat> that's one thing you can see out there is when Michael was using the edge trimmer, the old one we used to have was just this blade and it just hit against this little replaceable flat piece of brass. Like a stop, yeah, yeah, and it would hit it, and it had a little spring action on the back of it, uh-huh. and it just you could hear it. I mean, it was super loud, and I mean, your shoulders would just be massive because you're just cranking a boot through it, and it was it was chest high, and you're just cranking it through there, trimming all that off. That blade would cut through all of it. Yeah, and you'd sharpen a batch of them, and you'd wait. You know, you'd do you do a handful of uh handful of soles, then you'd stitch through all of them, and a couple times a day you're changing out that blade. It's physical, and, man. Yeah, I can tell. Yeah. And that new machine out there, um, it's it's got a pretty massive blade on it. So now we can just set it on that little platform, spin it, and it trims it off for us. What's your
0: favorite station, do you think?
1: Stitching. Stitching. Yeah. I like nailing, too. There's kind of some, like, satisfaction of... Uh,
0: oh, a hammer and a nail? Are you kidding me? Yeah. That's best. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> but stitching through those big soles, like, knowing that... Uh, I mean that's a big part of it, the aesthetic of I mean one you you glue everything and you press it, but then you lock stitch it to hold it together. But knowing that your presentation cuz sometimes you look at um some of the footwear out there and it's like, "Whoa. What yeah. was what is that? Like what, ha- <laughs> what happened? What happened there? What happened? You know? And uh and I mean it's all done by hand, so there's no um assembly where you just set it in and it does it. Like everything upstairs, you're watching, and we sky everything, and we know where every stitch has to be. And I mean, there's definitely an art to it. Yeah, it's a craft that when you walk through here, you have an appreciation for a lot of
0: intuition. I can tell, like when I'm watching. Oh, who who was doing sewing? Katie was she helping me? Um, well, Anne was sewing. Anne was sewing. Yeah, you know. She doesn't have a line to follow necessarily Or a guide She's citing that as she flies down it Yeah. And I was sitting there filming it Through my little screen like focusing it mm-hmm. And it was so hypnotic That I, I had to stop You can come in Come on in We're just inviting everybody into this interview You're fine you guys.
1: <laughs> Was that front door no, locked. locked? come on in It's locked? Yeah. Oh, you oh Chris to. probably locked well, it Oh Chris city. probably okay. locked it okay. Yeah yeah Oh, so what'd right. you do? You came in through the side door, sneaky <laughs> Pete. <beep. laughs> <laughs> no, that's just no, how no, slick no. Todd is. No. He just hides in here. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, there you go. <laughs> you made
0: it. Welcome to command center. <laughs> no, this is. Kind now of I'm like thinking this. of that movie. Yeah.
1: The command center on.
0: 2012. This, this is the. Uh, this is what do they call it in Star Trek? The deck or the the what is that? What Captain Kurt's chair? Yeah, he sits in the that? chair. It has a name on the bridge, right? It's the bridge. Sure, you're on the bridge, Matt. Yeah. Uh, no, I like I like it when I like that we can I can hear the machines, I can hear them clanking back there.
1: Well, you can always hear the press upstairs um, when they're cutting. Yeah, because it's. Just that impact of yeah, you can push those dies into that table. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And uh, you can always hear right out here. You hear them nailing those heels on. Yeah, and, and this is the finish line, is it not? Yep, yep. Yeah, finishing department's right outside the door. That's the sole laying department. Then we have upper fitting. We go through and grade all the leather. We regrade it. You know, they do it at the tannery, and then we uh, we go through and do our grading process here. Dude, it's got to feel pretty good. To be
0: at something for twenty years, yeah, and be able to
1: be the
0: expert on something that people use every day, but could never in their life make their own pair of
1: (laughs) boots. Yeah, it's crazy. Like it's Mike and I were joking about uh, one day I should go in there and try to make a jacket, and he'll come out here and try to stitch a boot. (laughs) And I was just like, you know, I think I think we would definitely not be successful. Uh I think parts of it we might piece like, oh, yeah, I could do that. There's you know? some crossover, yeah, but uh, at the end of the day, I'm sure it would look uh that would be really funny. It'd almost be like when I was a kid trying to draw a car or something, you look at it, and yeah. it's you know they have those things nowadays where it's like, this is the car in real life, like what the I first used to time you tried to hand. write your name. Yeah, I mean, I could only imagine Mike trying to stitch a sole. It'd just be bouncing all over, and the needle would probably blow through the side of the boot. And, you know, I'd probably, oh, I'd cut the sleeves wrong or cut a. Yeah, I'd, I'd totally mess up a jacket. Dude, I feel like I've been here for like a week. It's crazy. Yeah. I've been
0: here for two days. We got to see Mike. We've gone out to dinner. Mm-hmm. We'd, and that's all we've done, but. You saw Steve. I, I saw, saw Steve. Steve. Yeah, I. I I feel like I've been here a week already, and we're just just fucking getting here.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We've done a lot. (laughs) I mean, what you've seen, I mean, that's uh, hopefully the insight we can give. You know, it doesn't even have to be a customer. Just anyone that's interested in the craft of of something that's still made in the States that's like full hands-on is, uh, I mean, it's unique. That's the biggest point I wanted to make.
0: And thank you, by the way, for bringing me out here to be able to do this. Oh, yeah. Yeah. People want to peek behind the curtain. Um, Not only to Wesco, but, you know, you've kind of stepped into this position as a, what would you call yourself, an ambassador or your, what's your official position, actually?
1: Oh, here? Yeah. Uh, Just sales manager. Sales manager. Stitcher sales manager. Yeah. Yeah, I like that doing some rebuild stuff, but you, you
0: kind of handle all of the, um, all of the customer service that has any type of questions or
1: you're just kind of the face of Wesco really. Yeah. I mean, I, (laughs) you're out there. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I mean, yeah, I definitely, I have a super good team behind me, so it's easy to be in hands on for 20 years and making the product and seeing, um, you know, a good part of it is like our distributors in Japan, um, it was super expensive to resole our footwear and not in as Japan. far as for them to send them back and forth. Oh yeah. Got so it. we worked with them and we, uh, and Koda and, and Sonny, like, uh, Koda came and trained for a while. I taught him how to stretch the leather back out and put new soles on them and stitch them and run the machinery. in. so and did he ha- own machinery? You have to go buy machinery. They went they and bought machinery. That's I mean, I, I trained him on ours. Yeah. So we yeah, trained yeah. out here and then, um, yeah, we totally we trained him how to do it, and uh, it's well. Then we were like video chatting, and then hey, this is you know how do I fix this or how do I fix that? And it's been quite a while, so he must be getting after it, you know. Yeah, of him doing no it questions. on his own, and, yeah, and, he kind uh, of figured it out. Yeah, and they're meticulous. I mean, they're like when we were at Born Free, we were doing uh, our booth, and Sonny and Coda came and they hopped in our booth, and I mean every day, every morning, it's I have everything out and. Coda's over there with his horse hair. You know, he's got his brush out, and he's, like, cleaning every boot. And you know how dusty it is out at home oh, three. I mean, it's just it's nonstop. Like, yeah. every 15 minutes, I see him over there, whoosh, whips out that brush, sh- scrubbing it all. Meticulous. Yeah, yeah. But back to, uh, you know, the face. I mean, one thing of, of having someone that can describe everything. Uh, Do you not hear me? No, I hear you now. I just pointed. Oh, is it. this? What
0: is the range here? Well, the difference is pointed at your forehead is one thing, and pointed at your mouth oh, is another. Oh, I gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I not mean to interrupt okay. you. You're getting to some good shit. Keep oh, going. no, I was
1: just going to say that, uh, you know, some of the things when it gets transferred over, it's it's mainly like uh, collaborations or boots that we put out because I directly work with, like, you or yeah. Ironheart or Ship John or Standard and Strange. I mean, you... You know a bunch of those accounts anyway but uh that's where you know i have quite a bit of that knowledge or like sizing or how we construct and whatnot um but our office staff's really good too i mean as far as helping and and getting people tuned in and yeah i yeah. mean i never want to be the one i i love like our team here and they all bust our ass and that's clearly I that's see a that. bigger yeah. you've walked through and seen like i mean our yeah our employees are just they're getting after it. And it's, uh, you know, we're delayed. And that's something you're obviously aware of, especially selling Wesco's. You know how yep. delayed our orders are. But, um, you know, supply chains and uh, just this whole, like, last year and a half has been crazy.
0: It's going to take a while. Yeah. It's going to take a while. But, I, I like, on that note, one one thing that's really impressed me about all of the customers that have bought the boots who spent the money and are excited about this, they've all been incredibly understanding. Yep, which is awesome.
1: I would say in the high 90% range. Yeah. People have been cool. And they, we appreciate that. So yeah. anybody that hears me ever talk about it, like we appreciate it more than people know because you heard it here. Well, <laughs> we thank you so much. <laughs> I mean, you don't want, you, you know, for me. I mean, it's something I take home with me daily and nightly like I'm a sales manager. We need to make the footwear. I sell the footwear. I want to get it out to our customers. Like that's the name of the game. I mean, what, what are we doing? What yeah. are we doing here? We're making footwear. And the, the big part of that is, um, you know, especially if you have like during this pandemic and COVID and, you know, someone's, Hey, I was this weekend. I found out I was exposed because I was with someone at okay, well, you know, you got to go take a test. And before they didn't have the rapid test, and, you know, you're as wig. small you, as we are, yeah. You miss someone for two weeks, that's huge here. How many huge.
0: how many boots do you think move through on a good day?
1: Usually we're shooting for uh you know, on a oh man, I mean on a good day? Yeah. When we have stuff stacked up back there, they can do a hundred something in a day. So if you have one person out of the link
0: in that chain, how yeah. many does that set how many days does that set you back?
1: That depends what they do. I mean, say there's a machine that they run that somebody new hasn't been trained on yet. So during COVID, I mean, you have which is uh, which
0: happens totally. Yeah,
1: totally. And uh, you know, you might be down half the pairs that day just because that it won't hit you that day. It'll hit later, right? Because as long as you stage everything properly and have everything set up, you're just grabbing things that are already partially done to get your daily quota.
0: But you depend on a handful of specialized people and something comes up.
1: Yeah. It's the name of anything. It's like, yep. Yep. We had a, one of our guys in the soul department was out all last week and that's huge. Yeah. You know, you have two people that work there and then I hop out and I stitch like you saw yesterday. And, um, Adam, one of our other supervisors, he goes out there and stitches some as well. So it's like, okay, well you have, two full timers and two supervisors that step in and help, but then you only have one for a week. So it's like, okay, that all goes upstream. Yeah. Yeah. And we've been, um, we've been lucky enough to have, um, staff, like I said, from the office that's coming and helping and, and, uh, you know, like our shipping department has been going out and, and dying souls, just little things that when we're doing those, um, that takes out all those little things that add up to the full production of that part, you know. So, yeah. like, you're out there where well, we're looking at attaching midsoles, gluing them, you know, inking them, all that. Well, if somebody can come out there and prep it for you, you can hop over and do something else that maybe they don't know how to do that, but they're helping just massively,
0: you yeah. know. It's the production juggle, yeah. Yeah, I bet after this, everybody's going to be kind of even more well versed on a variety of yeah. positions. Yeah, you were forced to get creative, for sure. I'm a little shocked to see the process and how many hands it does go through mm-hmm. in a day just to get to the end of the line right here in the you know on the finish line.
1: Yeah, it's a big handoff. Well, and you look and it's uh, you know making a a product even if it's one of our, I don't want to say more basic, but a simpler process, you know, of something that doesn't have as many parts on it. Um, especially if you're looking at, uh, you know, you take one of these engineer boots that have leather lining and multiple top straps and maybe they did harness rings, but they did triple tones. So you're pulling three different hides and then, you know, it's like, oh, well, they wanted buckles to be alternating. And I mean,
0: how long does it, yeah, how long does it intense. take to switch the thread on a machine
1: just when people order different threads Yeah so the thing with that is a lot of people are like whoa you charge more for for a thread color Yeah How much more is that thread that's red or blue and it's like well it's not really there it's the fact that upstairs you have to change nine machines on you know just the upper of one pair of boots
0: Yeah I watched them you do that Yeah then the you get downstairs like, oh and
1: it's like okay well you have to do another bobbin hand you know you got to wind another bobbin and you gotta switch out
0: well here's know. the thing i saw i saw her down there working on a bobbin and i was like oh are you changing the bobbin I, she goes yeah yeah i see and i was like man that thing looks full and she goes yeah but if it runs out halfway here on this part yeah. i you're gonna see the disconnect so i have to plan ahead to switch yep. that out totally so it doesn't land on this area i was like oh man that's kind of a lot yeah to you don't want to
1: see a, a tie-in
0: i'm sure that's totally normal to most people who so kind of complicated things but when you're somebody who is looking at the process damn it's kind of a lot to keep oh, yeah ahead of
1: yeah well, into envision and think that most companies, you can look and see where that's not taking place. Do you, are you, are you familiar with when
0: they started, like how big the operation was and how many boots they were making? And
1: yeah, so if you look, um, and we can go back over the numbers, but when you're looking at those pictures downstairs, there's one that I was talking about. Yeah. It was over on the back side of where Harvey's at. And that's, that's the whole crew. Yeah. I saw that one. Yeah. There's only a f- few people. Cause you look at the one of in front of the showroom here and it's people all crossed. Yeah. You look at the one where Harvey's at, it's a small team. I don't even think there's 10 people in that picture.
0: So were they making just one boot for a specific pur- purpose back then?
1: So it started out where they were doing, um, I say they, we, whoever, uh, you know, Wesco, um, they were doing timber boots. And so there were multiple locations in Portland. And that's where when we did our hundredth anniversary, you would walk in outside of our factory here and we had these huge banners and we had our first location, second location, third, fourth, fifth. So we had each of our little spots out in Portland and I'll give you some of that photography to take so you can piece it okay. together for our yeah. story just just for your general knowledge yeah and it yeah. was in that book that you're reading at my house too yeah that was a great book um buy the book people if you haven't it's amazing oh, it's, it's so amazing. good it's, don't
0: let me leave here without one of those yeah those for sure really cool for sure
1: <laughs> uh but when you when you walk down that kind of memory lane there of uh from 1918 until the 30s with those multiple locations of moving and whatnot in portland um at one point there's a picture with a Uh, It's the shape of a shoe Well the bottom of a shoe And you look through it and it's got all of our You know little slogans and whatnot all around it Well there was a a Sales shop and then next to it there was a repair shop Mm -hmm. Where we'd make the boots and repairs And the other one was like work clothes And stuff like that And this was in Portland at the time? Yeah it was in Portland Well that's why we renamed like our um, We used to have the Western Boss Now it's called the Morrison That's because we had a location on Morrison Street in Portland. Oh, okay. But when Roberta, the owner, and I were going through – well, she's one of the owners. Roberta, Peggy, and Chris are the owners of Wesco. And um, when Roberta and I were looking on the map, we were trying to figure out, okay, well, here's the building now. Like, what – you know, where was it at here? Because the streets back then, how big and wide they were, and now where they've, you know, shrunk them down and kind of packed everything in. Yeah, yeah. It's much different.
0: 1918. When you talk about 1918 to 1930, oh yeah, the amount of changes this country went through from horses to like the internal combustion engine, yeah, that changed some streets for sure. But, yeah, but just even thinking about that, that timeline, like a company bragging about being here in the 1930s, I mean that's some serious bragging mm. rights. But when you're talking about, eh, you make a big move from 1918 to 1930, it's like a whole nother ball game.
1: Yeah, so finally when they settled here, the house that you can, you can kind of see it through the window here. Yeah. Um, but once, once they started here in the 30s and the factory was ready to go, it's been here ever since. And then that office, I think, next to us was built in like the 80s. And then the family all lived around here. And if you look at a big map above where we're at back then it was like there was a um, out front there was like a uh, a truck repair logging you'd see all these trucks out there at the yeah. house when we pulled in on the left you'd see the house up here and this that was it because during yeah because when the depression happened our founder saved the equipment but lost the buildings in portland oh. so at that point he had some uh, some property in sandy and they traded it. Oh. So when everyone came to work here, you know, from the 30s on, um, we've expanded in here. Like the basement where you went down, you saw our shoe lass. Yeah. That's where um, a couple of those jobs used to be on the floor out here. And then during the slow time, they there used to be a stairwell over here. They removed that, did the flooring employees to keep them working. So was, was slow.
0: this building was built by Westco? They didn't move here with an existing building. They built the factory in 1930 when nothing was here. So this is literally the first thing that was pretty much here. And and that's why there's... Well, I
1: mean, there's houses and...
0: Yeah, but you have your own few. street named very after few. Shoe Factory Lane. For yeah. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. That makes me scratch my head. That's That's fucking crazy. It's amazing they didn't get a defense contract in all that time, being an American-made boot company. I well,
1: think. I mean, the, the engineer boot was for when the, um, you look at our boot that are in the thirties, you know, like our job masters and our boss boots. Yeah. Um, so we did our anniversary models, which was a 38, which was our lace ups and 39. Was that a military? Which boot? is our pull on. No, those are just the years that we were making those styles. Right. That one was just like an all purpose boot. Okay. All like every day lace up work boot tough boot yeah um and there's a range of things if you look through the catalogs of kind of like this is what it could be worn for and you know people probably wear them all over for a multitude of things but uh then you look at our engineer boot up on the wall that was made in the 30s and that was for when they were welding on the ships and they were burning their laces out of their boots they wanted to pull on it was easy to slip off uh, and that's i mean our our boss boot hadn't really changed from that um now we change with like the ones that you have on with the, uh, um MP toe with a tall heel and we do the narrow narrow counter on it the heel we squeeze that in um we use a different mold for it so it's a little bit narrower of a cut mm-hmm. when we when we shape it so it holds your foot in there a little better um but yeah like our pull-on boots there's lift in the back of them and that's natural so it when someone fun, gets yeah. it yeah and, and um, you know some people aren't used to that but it's just the nature of how they were built and how they were made and how we continue to build them um, dude I I can't I hate laces mm-hmm. I can't stand laces
0: they just slow me down yeah. I didn't learn to tie my shoes so much later in life because my first shoes were cowboy boots yeah and then I, when I got normal shoes it's like what are these strings what are you supposed to do with this <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I mean, I'm I still worked, learning. Hey, I, yeah. I saw earlier. I saw. I tried to put you in a lace up. Yeah. Okay. No.
0: yeah. If you round the time for me, that's yeah, great. But.
1: That that double knot. I didn't know what was going on. <laughs> <laughs> huh. that's why I wouldn't grab you the Romeos. You Thank just throw you. Those on. Yeah, I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> uh. So anyway, through the years, if you look at the boots that we have on the on the wall over there, the progression of them. I mean, they were all specific, and people have listened to any podcast or interview or anything I've done in the past it's everything had a purpose so it's hard to um, you look and people ask like well why did you have an engineer boot and you know people are like oh it's for locomotives and the engineers on the trains and I'm like well I mean ours we still have (laughs) you know letters and stuff that people are writing to the company and thank yous and all that it's like that boot there specifically was during the welding of the ships that's um, so cool people. i didn't know that our highliner there, you
0: heard it here first folks there you go <laughs> little nugget little well, easter egg from chris
1: warren i mean the engineer boots it. were not for trains well or neil neil always says yes, or, you have an engineering degree neil. to wear an engineer <laughs> boot and uh which is funny because that's Does never neil have
0: an engineering degree i don't know i don't know he wears a lot of engineer boots
1: neil's an engineer
0: yeah yeah he is
1: yeah, before he started standing Oh, he was? Actually, he was working while he was... Uh, I can't remember what his um, what his exact title was, but yeah. Love you, Neil. Yeah, he's... Yeah, Neil's something.
0: You, you, you've you introduced me to a lot of characters, and we knew a lot of the same characters. When I say you're like kind of the... You're, <laughs> you're the front man of Wesco, yeah, because you are the glue. You kind of bring a lot of these... A lot of us weirdos together.
1: <laughs> well, it's, I, you know, you and I have talked about how small the world is. I mean, there's so many people, but like just in a matter of two days. Yeah. I know this person, you know that person. Well, you don't know them but directly, but you know, someone that's associated with them, like everything that we have going. I mean, we just went into Mike's and Steve. Yeah. <laughs> you see your buddy Steve that, yeah. you know. Um, yeah. There's so many people, especially when you start throwing around like Instagram tags and all that and it's like oh wait it has it has brought us together yeah
0: i mean as much shit as you want to talk on social media and these things it's it's also done a lot of uh, like when i travel mm-hmm. and say something goes wrong yeah you know every tool or part or help i've needed floor i've c- crashed on has been through that mm-hmm. and it's immediate like yeah. i can be i can in three minutes, I can know where I'm going to sleep and whose garage I'm going to work on my bike in. It saved me so many times. Yeah. What did they do? I mean, the before, I guess, yeah, you could still knock on somebody's door and probably get help, but it ju- it just wasn't as easy.
1: Well, that's what people do where you live.
0: Yeah, that's true. You know. That's true. <laughs> but Weird. it's
1: nice to to connect, like, um, you know, I, I view social media as something that, obviously plenty of people do but um you know we we don't pay for like Instagram and Facebook and you and I talked about this before it's a tool that we love cuz we can show a lot of stuff but you can tell that it's not all like um we don't have some advertising agency that does all our stuff i mean it's literally me oh that boots cool take a picture it's on the rack throw it on there obviously your level of photography and and what you're doing while you're here is 10 million times more than, uh, than what we do. But somebody, you know, most people just want to see what's going on and it's very real that way. If you keep it that way, it just, it stays real. And, uh, you know, it's, it's not this huge production thing of, of, uh, where people aren't really interacting or really involved, like our direct messaging and our followers on our Instagram or are, are super active. I mean, there's never a day where I open up my Instagram and I don't have just, you know, a ton of people asking questions and it's great. Cause it's like, Oh, and, and, uh, you know, we do some of these kind of goofy Instagram lives, but every time we do it, it's like, it's really good. Cause somebody can hear one thing in there that they didn't know. And it's like, Oh, I've been thinking about that. I was going to message you and ask you that. Oh, that's who sold that one. Or, oh, okay, yeah, I've got that leather. That's what I want to use to treat it, too. You know, like, there's all these little things that come out in it that, um, you know, it's really beneficial, and it's, uh, like you and I were talking at lunch today, it's it's something that we don't, you know, we don't give out, like, groupings or dozens of boots to all these people to, like, I don't want to say, like, you know, fake represent, but just in a way, like, I love it when somebody buys a pair of our boots and they're like, hey, at first I thought holy crap, these things are $750? And then they proceed to tell us how amazing they are and how they're like the best thing that they put on their I feet. Love that. And they've never, you know, like, love that the feel and the quality and just you know, and they and we love it because we're, we're still making them how we always have. And someone else has joined the Wesco family. Like they've got our product they've well and it's their product now I mean they, you know they've got it on their feet they've worn it they've broken you don't it don't go
0: back once you know the difference. I try and I actually warn people about this. I'm like hey listen <laughs> you're going to put these things on and immediately yeah. you're going to understand first of all why they cost what they do and second of all you'll never look back
1: mm-hmm.
0: and and I, same thing with the denim and the other things that we bring to the market where there's like a new standard of quality and yeah that takes you to a new price point but in the long run
1: you pay less Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely i mean you could it's always when we would go to the shows and they would ask you know why it was always the same questions your boots waterproof why they're so heavy how come they're so expensive yeah and it's like well i mean we don't mass produce them if you ever make it out to oregon (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you know, come by, come check us out, come in the showroom. Come, I
0: would recommend that too.
1: And and when someone picks up our boot, they can genuinely feel how solid of a boot it is. Yes, it's you know, there's not like a bunch of cloth or you know cork cork fill. Like we just, it's all leather. That You've can be intimidating to, to some people. True, until you put them on, and then you're like, oh my
0: gosh, I can't imagine yeah you know if you grab a normal sole of a cowboy boot you buy from like boot barn or something mm-hmm. and you twist it so- say side to side there is no construction under there that is just like a rubber slip maybe some i don't know what they mu- maybe some kevlar or something they put in there i have no mm-hmm. idea but when you watch the steel or the things that you put in these that's probably neil calling you <laughs> i <laughs> go ahead answer oh, you don't want to really answer good. Okay no, that wasn't that wasn't oh, I was kidding, yeah, I should have made a rule that like no matter who calls <laughs> I gotta I, you have to pick up, yeah and be live, because people want the peek behind the curtain, like you were saying, yeah, what does Chris yeah. Warren do from day to day?
1: You know, I feel bad like sometimes you know we'll we'll have where someone'll message and they'll they'll write a pretty big story in there, and it's, hey, I was wondering, and you know I'll run out and I'll pop in and I'll answer a question real quick, and then yeah. I'll run out, and i'll I might be stitching out there for two, three hours. And, uh, you know, it's something where each time you get pulled away from it, it's like, ah, I'm trying to catch up where we're six and a half months out and you want to get to everyone that you can, but you also kind of have to divide it up where, okay, we have to do a certain amount per day to catch up on this. You know, everyone out there right now knows all the delays, not just us. I mean, it's all across the board.
0: It is. In fact, Dennis Wyckoff, who you helped fit over the phone, remember? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Dennis called me the other day just wondering, and, and he may probably, from, from my customers as far as I know, he may be one of the, the older customers who wore engineer boots when these things were, you know, in the 60s and when they had like a, a before the, what would you call it, a revival of this. Yeah, I mean, style. there
1: was definitely like a. This
0: was his prime basically you know and and he's so excited about him but he's like oh man he's like six six seven months eh, you know there's things i'm gonna wait on a year yeah maybe more right yeah now. yeah and the, well, the bike and car world they're just everything. Well, everything is backed up
1: yeah it's definitely i mean our um our lineman company down in texas one of our long time vendors and they sell you know, gaffs, and they sell belts and they sell gloves and they sell anything that you could imagine for power line workers. Their gloves are on a two year back order. Two years? Yeah. Because I just asked them, I mean, in casual conversation, hey, how's it going down there? You know, I know we're six months out, seven months out. I apologize. Usually we're like two to three on, on custom. And uh, yeah, they, oh, don't worry. Everything's like this. I mean, really? Year. Let's hear it. Answer it. Who is it? I, I don't know, I don't know, but <laughs> you it's already know. it's four other people have called while we're doing this. Oh, so if okay. I do it, you're just literally gonna sit here and listen to me answer. Okay, let's not so do let's that. <laughs> we let's can't, not uh, that. can't.
0: You are you are a popular man.
1: Well, you know yeah. I like to talk. It's yeah. no secret. No, <laughs> I
0: got the right guy.
1: Yeah, yeah. You we're
0: know if we get work. too many calls, I'll just call you on the landline, <laughs> yeah, and we just so do the interview it. over the phone. Okay. no one can get through
1: i'll make sure i point the mic in the right direction
0: how you spend how much how much of your day do you spend here well i guess when from when you well, wake up to when you go home are you yeah you know, i mean
1: i like uh you know the other morning it's five o'clock in the morning and uh, my accounts that are on the east coast are doing some fittings and and calling and, and yeah. facetiming and you know, I'm like, whoa, I haven't even had my coffee. I haven't even got out of bed. I mean, I try to sleep till around 545, and, yeah. <laughs> you know, my phone's like, ding, 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 at five. I'm like, oh, no, maybe I'll get to it. And then I, I hear it again, and I'm like, oh, I wonder what's going on with that. And then I look, I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, hey, you know, yeah. what, what can we do? No, what no, I'm totally awake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, totally yeah, up. Been up for hours. Totally up, but, uh, you know, I that's one thing that uh, Roberta, our CEO, has always been, I don't want to say st- about it, but she's like, Chris, we're open during these hours. That's our work hours. You don't have to take it like 24 seven, you know, but it's hard because in a world where right now, one thing that we see is someone has questions on footwear. Now, unless they really are with a brand, if you're not answering that question, that next footwear company and the next footwear, they're like, and we hear it in multiple emails that makes sense hey i'm reaching out to you but i'm also reaching out to these other three why should i buy your footwear or something like that you know and it's like we've never been in a position here that's one thing that's super common in the northwest um to say our neighbors up north that all make footwear similar you know in a similar way um you know people call in and it's like well why why um tell me about theirs versus yours and it's like i don't work there why would i tell you about there i mean i I've Mm -hmm. seen them. I've felt them. I know friends or whoever that might wear them or have worn them. Because if it's friends, generally I get them into Wesco, But you know, um, I'm just going to tell you about ours and why they're what you'll what you'll get from Wesco. That's what we're about, you know. And and I get it. I mean, yeah. I mean, why? (laughs) It's like there's plenty to talk about. That'll fill up more than enough. And uh, you know, with with uh, social media, where you were saying earlier, it's like well we're only open till four, you know, there are some people, I mean, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of people at work that are on their phone all day, but, um, you know, at five or five 30 or six or somebody goes home and has dinner and then they're like, Oh, Hey, I'm going to hop on Instagram or there, you know, I mean, it's instant touch at their fingers where it's like, Oh, Hey, I saw these boots. And then you want to get back to them, Yeah. you know, because it's like, well,
0: that accessibility is hard,
1: but the DM, you know, as, as many as we get there, that's another thing we keep talking or I keep talking about Mike because Mike doesn't answer DMS on his, on his Instagram. Oh, he doesn't No, We're talking about Mike from ship
0: John. Yeah. For everyone. Yeah.
1: yeah. And, uh, he has it just posted. Hey, we, we don't do that because it's too easy to get lost in conversation oh, and it is interesting. Because, Yeah, because you know what will happen is say you do a release, you only have, you know, y- you do a release and sell a ton of boots and a bunch of people have questions and you're trying to answer them and then it just fills up or like uh (laughs) comments that are made when you're looking at comments that are made if someone comes on and they um start following you and then they go through and they like all the photos well when you look at your notification it's like like this or like that and you see them all the way down while you're scrolling and you can only see so many yeah
0: you can't get organized too. yeah
1: so you you can't like uh, it's yeah it's like yeah. oh okay well i can't see anything <laughs> past this point so i don't know you know and then somebody will email us hey i i messaged on uh i messaged you on this photo i'm like oh geez sorry i, di- I didn't even see that that was yeah it's sloppy you know it's
0: really sloppy yeah and i've i've had that happen too where it slipped through my dms like i do i do the best i can to keep on top of that and i met a, a guy the other day at the red dog this bar down the street from my house he's like hey man i dm'd you about that bike and i was like oh because i get a lot of people sending me pictures of bikes and and have mm-hmm. bike questions and mm-hmm. and i try and comment as much as, I, as best i can but sometimes it just slipped through I was like, dude, I'm so sorry. I try and stay on those. But <laughs> sometimes I just get a little, you know, overwhelmed. Yeah. But email. Email's the best for me. For anyway. sure.
1: And you can text me, but, I mean, it all just starts blowing up into this big, like, Yeah. Oh, I you know, um, I try to maintain it. Let's just say that. I
0: think you do a good job.
1: We, get, we give it we give I it feel lucky
0: because I get the FaceTime <laughs> almost once a day. I w- I My would, wife laughs about that. She's like. Did Chris call, FaceTime you today? Yeah. He's like, yes, he did.
1: It's okay. easier, <laughs> yeah. though. It is it's easier. It's so easy. It's it like, is. and I'd rather see you, too. I mean, yeah. there's no tone in, in text or, you know, there's a lot of, uh, I mean, misunderstandings or, you know, you when you just read text depending on how it's written yeah there's there's so many ways to perceive like people you know it's like no that's not what was meant that's not what was meant that's totally out of context or yeah so it's like if i can facetime you and say hey check this out this is what we're doing what do you think of this or like right now where we're doing that next build and the ones that i had under my desk which is cool that you're here because now we've totally changed what we're going to build yeah for your next release but uh you know, the hands on, I yeah, I wish everyone that wanted a pair of Wesco's that it was that we had that many where it's like, Hey, I'm out in, you know, Minnesota or, or wherever that's not even close to Oregon. They've seen us online, they wanna check out the boots. We're trying to help you as much as possible figure out your sizing. Um, you know, but yeah, I wish I just had Do
0: you, do you know how many boots you crank out in a year typically?
1: It depends. I mean the last couple years have been off. But I mean, before that, you know, you're doing twelve thousand, thirteen thousand.
0: What is a what is a company like Justin's or?
1: I don't even pay attention to them. I well, can't even lie to I you. I mean,
0: the interesting <laughs> thing where people, I'm working through this right now in my own head, but okay. you know, things. I'll say
1: a hundred thousand if that sounds cool.
0: <laughs> sure. I'm well, kidding. that's.
1: I'm kidding. I totally. I really don't know. I don't even know any of the other in our arena maker year.
0: Yeah, well they're not in your arena, first of all. Correct. Correct. But the thing the thing is if you want to justify the price, these things that are have fewer numbers are worth more. You know, yeah. just by the accessibility of them. Yeah. When you get into I use boot barn as, a, as an example, but one of these kind of um, I, how would I put it? I don't know, rubber sole glued Mm -hmm. boot companies that crank this shit out with machinery and not manpower uh, you're getting into these numbers that don't even compare
1: yeah mass production versus like our um, you know it it doesn't compare uh, the time that is put into our boot especially with how many things you can do with our boots Um,
0: or how long they'll last
1: yeah I mean longevity's we want it to be something that fits great first you know it fits like we want you to be supported in your in your footwear we want you to love the look of it yeah but we also want you to feel like hey i just worked this long to buy these you know not everybody has five hundred dollars or you know our our work boot starts at 439 our engineer boot starts at 472 you know
0: i kind of imagine that margin has always been the same though Since It probably 18 if you compare it to what you're making it's like mm-hmm. yeah you save up however many days wages to buy a pair of work yep. boots it's probably the same thing now you save up however many days wages to buy a pair of these boots yeah the totally. Dif- the difference is we started making things somewhere else where that margin changed somewhere down the line we got used to it
1: yeah and well you know, and we're such a oh massive range of demographic of like you look at our boots through the years and the evolution of of Wesco where you start out with a timber boot and you know timber uh highliner job master boss boot packer Romeo I mean you go through all the styles I mean even just in the last few years uh the Mr. Lou yeah I mean that boot crushes it I mean there's no way to describe it except that boot always sells out now we're in a position where we had to kind of switch up. We have some more leather coming in. Now we use two different tanneries for the horse hide. Um, but, you know, it's hard to beat the look of that boot. You're it's literally staring boot. at it right now. I, know, I see dude, it's you a like great floating boot. over to look at it Out right Out of now, all but. these
0: on the showroom wall, my attention just goes zoop
1: back yeah. right to that one. Yeah. And it's... Uh,
0: it looks it looks very athletic compared to everything else. It's sleek. Else. It's sleek. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, the
1: slim profile
0: slim profile to me I, I feel like the the shaft is a little narrow mm-hmm. for what i like to look at in a boot like the way this one kind of this size right here is a, that's a real boot you can wear it on the it's outside it's almost like a stovepipe look so to.
1: yeah so what we did with these so like this mr lou i'm gonna go ahead and grab it yeah this boot and the leg cut is an inch smaller than our standard
0: yeah, because
1: we noticed, you know, we're selling them. You see them kind of bulging. Yeah, under mm-hmm. someone's denim or what, whatever. You know, well, you're a lot looking of at you like a
0: tapered kind of, yep. like a ballet pants. You could wear those under some ballet pants if you wanted to. I don't mean that insultingly, but they are. Oh no, I just the I don't
1: know what yeah. they look like. I'm yeah. trying to envision, yeah. but yeah, it's it's me and ballet. Any pants? type of well, just that. them in general. I yeah. guess I don't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but you
0: better not and guys in ballet pants.
1: It's all good. <laughs> I hope everyone wears them. But, uh, well, Wesco's. I'll get you but, a pair. But uh, yeah, now I'm gonna think. I'm gonna Google it right when you get out here. But uh, you know, you look at that boot, and it's it's very, um, you know, it doesn't have the big, pronounced, big bulbous toe on it. No. When we say sleek, and you're saying athletic, that's. I mean, it's a very proper, dressy. Yeah. Looking, engineer boot
0: and was this was the m p toe uh brought about what around what decade
1: Well, we had the m p toe back in the nineties, but that was for the um mounted police, so we were making equestrian style, so the city of Portland, the police in Portland came out. We did something that was lower toe profile, low heel so it wouldn't catch um We got rid of the instep strap. We changed a handful of things. The taller heel one, that was actually a collaboration with us and Wesco Japan. Mm. So we had bought different shoe lasts that basically they came out with a boot called the narrow model engineer. And and it is narrower. Um, It's slimmed down from like our MP95. So if somebody wears your boot, you know, say the blue ball engineer and they're a 10 D. In our low heel MP toe, they're going to go down a half size.
0: Because the foot flattens out.
1: Yeah, it's kind of, you know, our, our uh, we've always wanted all our shoe lasts to match. But when these were made, we noticed wearing them that they were narrow. And...
0: After the last was made.
1: After they got here, because we thought we, what we did is we always do like a range. Uh-huh and then we bring them in, we measure them, and then we say, okay, yeah, make the full run. And so basically they were a width narrower um, from our standard round toe. They are all of our, so it can get confusing really fast, but we have a job master and a boss boot that we sell as a stock boot. So those are on the uh, round toe. So job on on a little bit less of a rounded toe than the boss boot, you can definitely see that when you look at the toe and how they're, how they're, um, how they taper. But, um, those boots are sized exactly the same, mm. but when you drop to a low heel round toe or MP toe, you drop down a half size. The low heeled lasts that we have are just a half size longer across just, the board.
0: Is the low heel kind of, does it still kind of undersling like that in, um, the, in it, the shape? No.
1: No, it it's more be, of
0: a uh, uh, like a roper kind of block.
1: Yeah, it's on the boot. It, we can't see it right here. It's out at the end of the showroom. Yeah. But you see the Romeo. Yeah. So the Romeo that I gave you earlier to wear. Yeah. That you were rocking out here. Yeah. That one has low heel. Okay. Okay. So it's just one piece of leather. It's a half inch overall.
0: Right. Lower. Yeah. I get it.
1: So. There's but a lot even to those. Think about
0: the, does that is that harder to make than the narrow toe? Since it's kind of like less material there to stretch around.
1: No, I mean we have it we haven't nailed pretty much where we know what we're gonna cut. We know what the overhang is gonna be of it. Right, we know where yeah. we're gonna tack it. What we're gonna trim off. Yeah. So we know how to how to adjust all that. I get it. Yeah. All of that. I mean, really getting a good good looking boot in general from all of our um, from all of our shoe lasts it's just getting that glue set up properly and it's hard. when it you're pack. back
0: there watching and putting it together, it's hard oh. not to be like, just let me try.
1: Just <laughs> let me try.
0: Let me do, let me do from there to there.
1: God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so it's, hypnotic. I'd be like, all right, Todd, go ahead and keep that one. Yeah. Only on cares. your own, man. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but you know, it's, it's just fun. You walk through, I've said it every time, and I feel like sometimes I talk and say some of the same things, but it's you know the core of of who we are and what we're doing here is the best part about it. About I just Wesco. I just you know, want to be
0: able to translate that for you in these yeah on this in this little edit that we're gonna make. I just want yeah. people to see how tangible it is. I was talking with someone back in the leather room when we were like. You know, you're literally, if you think about it, picking out skins, animal skins. Mm-hmm. How many thousands of years have we been doing that as humans, mm-hmm. using animal skins to do this thing? It's such yeah. a primitive feeling when you're back there and you start in the hide room. Yeah. And then, okay, well, this is the material. And then, you know, watch them cut. And then these two pieces become one piece, and then all of a sudden you can see a fucking boot start to come out, and it gets yeah. exciting. Yeah, yeah. You're like, this is going to be something.
1: Yeah, from the start of our from our leather room where you're looking at it, and then as it starts to take shape and come to life as a boot, you can definitely see, I mean, on the engineers, when you start adding the straps and stuff to them, but that shell before it goes downstairs in the basement. Like today when you were staging all yours yeah. on that rack. Yeah. Like you're looking at those like, oh, okay. Yeah. That's, now they're a boot. That's pretty sick. Yeah, it's just like, yeah, you look at that and you're like, oh, okay. And but it also helps you have a a better understanding when you're watching everything attached. Like, oh, okay, that's the shell. That's the part that touches, you know, my instep over the top of my foot. That back piece goes around my heel. Like you kinda start processing that and putting it all together yeah i mean i do when i walk through but it's for me it's you know all of us here that you've talked to that have quite a bit of experience it's it's um you know it's just second nature like we just walk through it's just normal like you know people walk in they're like and they smell the showroom they're like oh i just love that smell Dude, of is it great and i'm just smell. i'm just looking across at you like hmm i just don't smell it anymore
0: do you not smell the le- like the nope. glue in there or the leather room? Oh, the glue, yeah. What about the leather room?
1: When I sand leather, all you know the soles and everything that kicks up,
0: dude. I could waft that leather room all day. <laughs> I just, I just wanted to get in one of those barrels. But and the difference rub too my face is, in it.
1: if you smell, uh, you know, some of the leathers definitely have different smells. Oh yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah, I'm, I, mean, I don't want to sound gross, but I was like smelling all of them back there. <laughs>
1: Oh, well, you just sounded gross. <laughs> I'm like, nope. Hey, leather, leather, not those, leather sniffer. Not That's those the new. leathers, Chris. That's the new.
0: Not those leathers,
1: Chris. Hey, I, I'll i tell you, if you smell, you know, I mean, just the horse hide to the cow hide, it's totally different. Yeah. I That's when you. someone asks if we have two of them in here, and they're like, which one of those? Yep, that one. Yeah. You can tell. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and there's some really cool leathers up there in the box that, that bison is incredible oh yeah shrunken grain yeah that was pretty fun we brought uh we had samples of it for a while and uh we ended up where we had done quite a few uh with our distributor in japan
0: do you get to go travel and see these things or they send you samples or
1: um we haven't during everything going on the last couple years we haven't gone out but yeah we'll go out to Milwaukee, or yeah. or uh, we need to get out to Horween, see John. He's our sales guy there that we deal with, and I mean, once everything kind of opens back up and it's you know normal to go out there and, and travel and see him and and make sure we can go through the tannery, you know.
0: Yeah, that's true. Um,
1: last thing we want to do is try to put any extra pressure on <laughs> oh, any of that. that. I mean, yeah. right now we can only imagine. We're just uh, we're all in it together.
0: It's you know? too. It's kind of like a double edged sword. Like you're small enough that you could really contain or protect this little world that you've created here through Mm -hmm. all that but Mm -hmm. also if one man goes down you're 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 all hurting yeah too yeah yeah it's a little little bit of a double-edged sword I can probably like I feel like I know everybody who works here now yeah I could walk through the factory and be like "Eh, Don
1: went from acquaintance to friend to family Yeah, yeah man Oh, and Don, man, he'll hit you up about bikes. You'll be. Oh, dude, we talked. We, we talked could never about get anything done out
0: here. Yeah, yeah. I was just <laughs> watching him put cleats on. And we were just talking bikes. Oh, I bet.
1: Right. I yeah. bet. He's hey, hey, Todd, in there? I'm like, yep, <laughs> yep. What's he doing? Oh, he's he's working on some, working on some stuff. Oh, well, I nope. sent him a message. I was like, yeah, cool.
0: <laughs> I went in there and told him that I don't get, and I should probably tell this to everyone else. Is it Neil?
1: Nope. <laughs> nope.
0: Um, I, uh, I don't, I don't have a Facebook. I know it looks like I have a Facebook. That's just because I had to start one of those accounts for another account. Yep. So don't hit me up on Facebook because I, I don't actually have that. And, uh, that, I think that's what Don tried to get a hold of me on this morning. And I didn't. Yeah. Yeah. So we just caught up face to face.
1: Well, You've
0: got to do what you got to do. FaceTime. What what do you think you'd do if you didn't work here? Oh, no idea. <laughs> I
1: don't know. do you know. think you'd be? I'd probably take a couple years off with my boys. Yeah. I wouldn't even, I'd try to talk, I'd try to talk my wife into letting me just kind of hang out for a bit. I always have to do something. I've never, I've never been one to not be employed you've or been, have a job.
0: You've been here for 20 years though. Yeah. So let's say you never came to Wesco.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. What do you uh, think you'd be doing then? Boy, that's deep. Um, you know, actually when I decided to move up here, it was between here and Southern California. Yeah. My friend was going to San Diego State and he had asked, he's hey, do you want to move down and and uh get a place there and, and I just ended up uh well I, I dated a girl and moved up here, her family was up here. And I came to the northwest and just kinda he reminded me of home in Northern California. Yeah. Uh Humboldt. Not much different here. Tons of rain. Obviously it's raining outside right now, but uh
0: Trees, rain. Yeah. yeah. But I
1: mean, we're centrally located where right here at the factory, you know, you're an hour to the mountain. You're an hour 15 to the coast. You seem
0: really well adjusted for having grown up in Humboldt.
1: Yeah, totally. <laughs> totally, man. <laughs> but I'm pretty laid back, obviously. I mean, I'm yeah. easygoing, you know. Well,
0: uh, I'm not saying there's not a lot of laid back people in Humboldt. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> Actually, man, when I was in Humboldt, I was doing uh, civil engineering, I was working for the state. Oh no shit yeah, yeah so i was uh, I would travel um during summers and I would go work out of town. You know, what do you think you
0: were gonna do then get a, just work for cities or you
1: know my uncle's a um structural engineer and he works in the bay, so he oversees a lot of the bridge projects.
0: Does he have any engineer boots
1: he's got our uh he's got our j h classic yeah actually he's right by Neil down there. I should have him take his degree and see if he can get a discount. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so I, I was doing that and then I, I had come up here and I was kind of, um, cruising around, went to a few schools and, and, uh, anyway, I just, long story short, ended up up here and just never wanted to leave. And
0: so you went to school in Portland?
1: Uh, yeah, I graduated from Portland state. Yep. What year? Yep. Oh, jeez. Um, Two thousand seven, okay. eight ish, somewhere in, there. With
0: civil civil engineering? No,
1: I was doing that in California. Then I came up here and I um, did some of my student teaching. I actually, yeah, I have a. That's right. I have a couple different degrees and uh, lived a
0: couple lives.
1: Yeah, and then I, you know, I really didn't know what I was going to do, and my plant manager was you know, Hey, you should, you should think about trying to do the sales job here. And, uh, he was a strong supporter of that. And I, you know, I, I thank him and owe him. Cause I, I mean, like we were talking about in the car, all the things that I've experienced and been able to do and all the people I've met and, and whatnot from Wesco has been pretty amazing. And, uh, yeah, so I talked with Roberta and, and it was, kind of a funny interview you know i still had to interview for it and i still had to have a college degree and all that
0: after you had been here for how long
1: yeah i had uh i had worked here at that point about eight years okay yeah and uh seven eight years something like that and so i went in there and she goes what do you think of that so we went over everything and her expectations and and whatnot And, and i'll never forget i i said well i haven't done any of this on here on this page of it here just mark it so i mark it <laughs> she's like okay now that you look at that we good on all this i go yep and uh really never look back you know but it took a while because i i didn't do sales i worked on the floor i knew our product um and i made our product and i've worked on the repair part of you know boots that come in to get resold and stretch them out like knowing okay yeah looking at the dates on the boot like dang that guy you know He, he, uh, I'll see a name on a ticket, you know, and, uh, be like, oh, they were, they were wearing these for eight years. Now they're back for a rebuild. And so I knew quite a bit, but it was, and that's the part where Roberto's like, well, the sales stuff that'll come in time. Don't worry about that. You know, the product. So hiring someone from outside to do sales that knows nothing of it versus having you that's worked in the factory. And, uh, and I'm pretty easy to talk to that's and, so uh,
0: smart of her oh yeah yeah to hire someone who actually knows rather than just some business nerd
1: well and we just didn't want you know and that's the one thing is is you'll see a lot of the you and i were talking about it earlier you see a lot of the club the boot clubs and all that stuff and you know people will say something and then if you mention something they're like well that's not you know that's not true or something i'm like well yeah i mean i designed that and made it but you, you know got to like, <laughs> be able to back it up <laughs> you know it's yeah. like uh you know i just want people to have an informed um view of of what we're about what we do and i want them to be i want people to be excited too you know you get a pair of Westco's. what's cool about that oh you mean a company from 1918 that's part of what's cool about it but like the rich family history, the family that's still here that owns it and oversees it and runs it. And, and, um, you know, we've never gone away. We've never like tried to, some of the companies now I, and I see it and I hear about it and, and I don't dig super deep into it just cause we have to focus on what we do, but, you know, we're not trying to, to ever cheapen our product. You know, you see some boots that change over time and it's like the constructions changed and components of it have changed
0: and they're just trying to make more more
1: profit yeah you know it's yeah, just yeah. all profit which which I mean you know every footwear has it's place. that's fine yeah. and there's all different tiers of footwear um, but for us it's like you know I know that you're gonna put it on and it's gonna feel stiff under your foot if you've never had a boot like a Wesco there's no secret it's a know? commitment yeah and, and a lot of people are like oh that's you know that's stiff under my foot but it has good support well yeah and then after you wear them and you sweat a little and you get, you know, the weather's warm and your footbed starts to like take shape, take shape around your feet. And, uh, obviously with yours, we'll have to drop a half size on the next one. Yeah. And, uh, but I'm you won't so, need an insert, but I,
0: you know, it'll be, it'll be cool to nail down the sizing, but I've been wearing these for seven months uh-huh. and, um, I can't put any other boot on. It just feels yeah. The leather's done what it do, it's done. The sole's broken in and moves in the places that it moves. Yep. And like I'll slip on an old pair of cowboy boots or something that I've worn for a number of years. Sure. They'll just I'll just feel like I'm wearing socks or something. Mm-hmm. Like unsupported, very vulnerable. You put these on and you can tell it's like yes. this is some armor.
1: Yeah. I yeah. could tell. I gave you some Romeos to walk around and take pictures in while your boots were getting yep. uh, re-waxed and everything. And <laughs> I was probably walking kind of funny. Yours, yeah, I brought your boots out, and you were like, oh, stopped mid, <laughs> mid-filming. mid And uh, I love it so much. I put on. these
0: on in the morning, go outside. I'm like, just ready to fucking take care of business. Yeah. That's what it feels like.
1: But that's the thing is, um, you know, I have a neighbor that uh, his son works for uh, a company in Washington, of natural resources and they wear our fire boots and our timber boots. And his son was asking about him. I said, well, yeah, let me, you know, let me, I'll grab a set and I'll bring them home with me and you can try them on. And he put them on. You you could tell like he, he's a young kid. He's, he was a uh, 19 and he'd been out of high school and worked at a little lumber store. And then he was getting on with DNR and he was going to go fight, uh, wildland fire, do wildland firefighting. Oh wow. Yeah. yeah and, uh, I was Did like, you? well, we got to, yeah, yeah, we got to get you in some boots you can wear all day, you know, and, and literally just beat the hell out of, and we, he had put on a pair of our boots, and he's like, whoa, you know, you could tell sneakerhead going to boots, and, um, you know, I mean, I've I brought him back in and oiled them for him, and, and helped him out with them, and he's worn them, you know, last few seasons, and just fell in love with them, you don't go. And back. And I know that he's not gonna buy any other boot now that he's had that, used it, and been that satisfied with it. So, um, you know, you just gotta take the take the first step.
0: There's a oh, that's good.
1: Yeah.
0: That's a tagline right I there, mean, dude. I yeah. Have you said that before, or did yeah, you just say cut, that we're just now? We're cutting
1: that out of here. We're gonna use that later. Take the first step. Let's
0: go. too bad you guys don't advertise because that would be a great like <laughs>
1: just, Let's the only go thing we boards. do really is Take some billboards we do a few billboards around town and uh and there's a digital one that it, it is in different locations so we can change it every month but um you know word of mouth is massive for yeah, us yeah. and that's where you know it's there's a lot of people that hey my buddy or hey my you know um some relative, you know, where it was a dad, a mom, an aunt, an uncle, cousin, whoever, you know, had a pair, um, and they're like, "Oh yeah, they just swore by him," and that's feels know, good. It's cool. Yeah, that's
0: yeah. that's cool. Yeah, that's cool. You know what's funny, man? When I like after spending the last couple of days with you, people don't know. Like, we've been talking for almost a year, but this, this yeah. is the first time we've met. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Should bring that up. like this trip um even though it doesn't feel that way because when i say talking i mean facetiming and that's kind of like a weird in between thing uh but you understanding now what you went to school for and like doing the teaching and everything Mm -hmm. i see you using all of that in here every day yeah you know what i mean yeah yeah for sure it's like perfect yeah this is there's a lot of civil engineering in your position on a micro <laughs> level, just in this yeah. little building. Not to mention on the internet and uh, Instagram and, and these kind of venues that uh, companies need. They need someone like that.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, and you can tell. Um, yeah, I mean, one is the, is the passion for it. Like when you come here and now how you're saying you feel like you know everybody here. It's hard to think of when you're asking what else I'd be doing. I mean there's always a lot of things out there I could d- do, you know. But um, to be part of this. Yeah. I'm cool with that. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I look back on it. And it's like, well, what would you do? Oh, man, I worked like 45 years for Wesco. And it's um, it's something where you can work for a family that gives a shit. You can work for a family that will protect their legacy that will, um, you know, and there's times where Roberta, the CEO, there's times where we don't agree. I mean, you think with a sales manager and a CEO that every little, every single thing is, Oh yeah, totally. No, I can imagine not. I mean the first handful of years, it was, um, you know, her, one of her thing proofs in the pudding always. And for a long time, you know it was uh and i mean part of it was i had i didn't do sales i didn't know you know i'm like oh that's cool oh wait oh i gotta sell that okay yeah let me think how to. you know like and now i've got a really good grasp on it and and who we team up with we have really good i mean like you and i we're just bsing like yeah yeah we'll you know we'll do the podcast or we'll do you know and it's like uh man you should sell a boot you should do a boot what do you like in our boots That cool, that cool? Hey, let's, you know, let's kind of put our minds together and then it's you know, we make this boot and it's like killed it. I didn't expect
0: it to do that. I was like I was like, Yeah, man, we can try, but like I'm just starting this thing and I don't know I don't know how many people are listening and and I thank you everyone for the support. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you were right. Yeah, it was like,
1: hey, I did that (laughs) I put those up. I've already sold like twenty five pair. I'm like, what? And then it's like, hey, I think we're at about 50 (laughs) pairs like oh okay but um you know i think that's part of uh you know part of of working alongside and and uh you know everyone here i mean in the office you know anyone that's helped or uh like chris i used to travel for the first year year, year and a half. I mean, I traveled with him. He had traveled for a while and he wanted to be in town. His son was involved in sports and, and all that stuff with the school. And Chris is like, I mean, he's phenomenal. Dude, you he's, know? Awesome. He's, yeah. he's like that dad that would be there and he would bring like, I can you tell. know, the big ice chest full, of like snacks for all the kids and, and drinks and like everybody's welcome to have it. You know I mean? He's just, he just cares, yeah. you know, he's a good dude. And, uh, you know, and that and that was the whole thing. Is I was going to take the sales manager job and and do the trade shows and and um, that was where you know. I, but now, I mean, I haven't done anything for a couple of years. No know? one has. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We've kind of all just been like in this bubble where uh, probably just going to go crazy once it all comes back, if it comes back. You know. But, but you didn't really
0: suffer from it, aside from no. getting behind. It's not yeah. like people stopped. Oh yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean our our thing. Uh, you know, I was kind of laughing earlier. We do some of the Instagram lives, and you know, I'll do it with TJ or, or Neil, and we we could do one too. We should know? do one. Yeah. yeah, we're gonna do one when you get back home. Yeah, we'll, we'll figure something out. But yeah. uh, you know, and maybe the new IG live for you is is we'll get the next boot made. Yeah, send it down to you, and then we'll talk about it on there and launch it. Yes, or something. I, I like that.
0: Yeah, yeah, because
1: it's gonna be you know and that's uh i
0: did an ig live by accident one time <laughs> and i, was, I like, was trying
1: to hop in everyone
0: i was trying to figure out what was going on and i was like oh shit I, this is one of those things yeah they just and see you the, the, staring at the, your phone and the comments were <laughs> popping up and i was like oh they changed their thing you know and i was like dude what is happening like oh and so i just went with it in the garage and, oh yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, and I was, I was. Next thing you know, you built half a bike on a. Yeah, a well, I
0: was, I was trying to figure out this little driveline problem, that I was on, I was like, well, let's just see who's paying attention, or you know, maybe somebody has an idea, mm-hmm. and uh I don't know, I did like thirty minutes before I felt like I was boring everyone, but yeah. no one, no one was saying that or anything. But what I, what I couldn't believe was how many photography questions people had sure and i it at that point that filled me in a happy accident that like i need to talk more about photography on my podcast yeah you know it's and like what you were saying today is like i don't broadcast what i do for a living necessarily like the commercial shooting that i mm-hmm. do and i don't put that out there um because it's long term not what i want to do Yep. And so I don't want to get known for that. So that's cuz you kind of got to be careful what you get known for. Mm-hmm. You know, and and uh but I realize that I have a lot of photographers following me and I probably ought to like stoke those coals a little bit because it sure. it is probably my greatest passion. Yeah. Is is in in the long run. And I don't know, just figuring out those ways to connect the dots even with with selling this boot it comes back to funding the show. Mm
1: Mm-hmm.
0: couldn't. I couldn't be, and I know I haven't made as many as I'd like to, but as a one-man operation doing seven episodes in a year.
1: Yeah. It's pretty damn good. That's cranking. With Uh, everything else. With everything else. Yeah.
0: Yeah. For sure. Because I don't think what people are aware of, and I told you, it's like a pretty normal travel show budget start to finish for, let's say, a 45-minute show. Mm Mm-hmm. Could easily be two hundred fifty thousand dollars on one of these <clears throat> um, distribution platforms, like Discovery or Netflix or mm-hmm. Travel Channel, whatever. And I get the mandates for these shows in emails, mm. even though I've never sold one. I've written a yeah. few, and but what I'm realizing is, that, you know, if I could do a lot of damage on my own. If one of them trusted me to go out there and entertain people with mm-hmm. what i have is my resources which is my motorcycles and my friends yep living this life then we're off to the races how awesome would it be if i could be like all right chris grab a shovel head come down here i'm paying you to come down here and we're gonna fix that bike and take a trip and see how far we get oh man dude think about that yeah that's yeah pretty good
1: time yeah i'll probably have to drive the newer bike ride the newer bike down <laughs> yeah, i don't know oh i don't know man that many miles 80 80
0: shovelhead that was a new bike at one time oh yeah yeah, yeah. those are yeah. good those are good bikes man we've got to dust that thing off
1: <laughs> just don't let mike ride it
0: oh no <laughs> yeah
1: you have to give him a hard time he's sending some of those photos over yeah that that little bubbly foot on it but uh it was
0: it wasn't his fault though no 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 no
1: but uh i'll tell you one thing um that we touched on a bit ago is throughout what we've come up with and when i was talking about staying with what staying true to wesco roots i mean that's uh that's one thing that i looked at and listened to roberta Cause man, she, there's plenty of things where she's like, nope, nope, nope. And then I do something. She's like, oh yeah, I like that. Or yeah, you know, I mean, she makes their, she makes you have a reason behind it. You know, it's, you can get caught up in a lot of things. Hey, we should make that. We should make this. We should, you know, now I have it pretty dialed in where it's like, okay, these are, this is feasible. This is something that realistically we can do. It should sell hopefully it sells you know i <laughs> that's a lot easier of a of a conversation like i can tell to stroll over i know. can
0: tell when i met her like mm-hmm. she is a captain oh yeah she is a captain of the ship and it was cool i was like oh, like, oh she's awesome yeah i was yeah. like you
1: are awesome yeah, yeah she's she's the best and peggy and kim and yeah, bruce and karen and, and everyone great. in the office that you met over there are great. yeah our whole staff i mean you can't walk through it yeah like you say oh i feel like i know everybody yeah yeah, yeah I <laughs> I mean, did that's actually, just what I it is everyone. you're like hey you know like it's <laughs> um you know and and uh when everyone's personable you walk around it's it's you know i mean i'm pretty sure you felt comfortable here the last oh two absolutely days. yeah oh my god so right um, off the bat you know and you're pretty lucky too because we aren't doing tours we're not letting anyone in like during this And, you know, some, some customers have been like, well, I don't understand why. Well, because for us, we don't, we can't have someone out there if, if, uh, you know, what if someone was sick or had something and then it's like, oh, great. Well, how many people were in contact? Oh, everyone. (laughs) I guess we get two weeks off. Right. Well, hopefully it's late July. Hopefully it's during good season. But, uh, you know, that's, uh, yeah, we've been, we've been, uh, and we're still appointment only in the showroom, which hopefully soon it all goes back, but. With
0: everything we've done here in the last couple of days, people yeah. are going to feel like they had a tour.
1: Oh, for sure, you know. And I don't yeah.
0: know what this is going to be like. I've been trying. I was falling asleep last night, just going through kind of like the shot list that I that I feel like I had in my head. I'm like, how are we mm-hmm. going to tell this story? And I realize it's 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 a walk through, it's a walk, a virtual walk through the factory. Yep. You know, and I'll church it up in places because I I shot a lot of these machines in slow motion and yep. like tried to get the little moving parts that are so intriguing to me. Yeah, because that's fun for me to shoot. But ultimately, it's just it's that peek behind the curtain mm-hmm. that hopefully it answers some of the emails that people send me. You know, oh, like, I bet you know because. And And nobody's nobody's mean about it when they email me, and I hope they do email me with questions because mm-hmm. i want to, I want to be able to answer them, and I'm learning enough to be able to answer them, but like in receiving those, I realize there's a lot of curiosity that go what of what goes on here
1: yeah, 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 a lot, and that's uh I mean even just a video if we show the whole nailing process, yeah, it's like, oh, I got oh, that okay. You know, I mean, from where that midsole was attached to going through uh, toe lasting, you know, the vamp lasting of it. And then you have to do the heel nailing and then you do the midsole stitching and then you Those, do the nailing. Yes. Like, I mean, there's so What's much after the nailing, uh, after you nail it, you take it over to the soles and then we put on the outsoles. Then we press them. Then we trim them. Same. we outsole them. stitch them. You got to stitch them and then they go back to the back and then we do the first trim and the heel trim. And then we put on the bases and the heels and then we trim those and then we go through and we sand and fine sand and trim and buff and, and, uh, or if we have to ink them or wax them or whatever, and then we pull the shoe mold out of them, the shoe last, and then we do an inspection of them. And yeah, pretty much after that, they, how many lasts do you have here? Thousands, thousands, thousands. five, 6,000 easy.
0: Mm-hmm. It does look like an ocean of feet. Oh yeah. A foot for every foot.
1: Yeah. There's over 5,000 easy. Yeah. And some people, you know, that's, and that's another thing you and I are talking about it, about, uh, you know, all these people dumping into, um, all this advertising where I read online about certain things and I'm like, why is that impressive? I don't understand. Like, you know, for us, I, I guess telling the story even more would show more of it. But, uh, you know, part of it that's behind the scenes, it's. The still in the secret recipe is is equally as fun to me. Yeah, like you know, I'll bet. I like someone to ask. Well, I saw this on there. I'm sure after your little clip comes out, people are like, "Hey, what was that?" Yeah, I'll oh bet. well, that's you know. I mean, it's uh and it's it's time. I mean, we haven't had anyone shoot any any type of anything in here for a long time. Yeah, so
0: there's 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 a, a curiosity to be kind of quenched mm-hmm. through this and i'm i'm happy that i can do that
1: well for me i'm probably the worst like my wife gets so burnt out on me with uh outside of work with west coast because all the time i'll see somebody in them and we have a little tap room up in castle rock and we're in there and i look down i'm like oh and, and amy <laughs> just looks at me dude well you now you've been at my house and, and <laughs> met my wife and I mean, she's no joke, and she just, uh, she's just looking at me, you know, like her face kind of goes calm and she's just staring at me just waiting for me to make are eye contact say? with her say something? and say uh, something? <laughs> i look at her and then i just dive in i walk over hey did you get those redwood job masters down at our store or did you buy them up here from someone they're like oh how'd you know these are job masters i'm like oh i know a couple things about wesco i think like I sold your, i sold your boots man <laughs> <laughs> dude i sold the guy the boots i didn't even know it oh <laughs> i mean so many people used to come in here that i had no idea you know and, and he's like yeah, I went down to Skapoose, uh, and there was a guy because I had a big jacket on it when we were in there. With I had a, I had a hoodie on, and I had my hat, and I had a jacket on. And he goes, "Yeah, there was this kind of bigger guy in there. I don't know. He has tattoos all over." And I was like, "Oh, really?" And so I had taken my jacket off. And I goes, He kind of looked like this. He's like, "Oh, dude!" And, and he totally at that point it was like we were just. Then we were family, you know, and, and then I'm sitting there and I'm like, next thing you know, I'm a, you know, we're at the little tap room. I'm sitting at his table, my wife's over at her table, and I'm like, All right, I'm gonna get back over and <laughs> and uh but man, it just happens all over. I'll see someone and
0: and It's um, kinda like old bikes.
1: Oh dude, I bet. Yeah, I bet, yeah. It's same same.
0: Yeah, it's just a magnet,
1: like, oh let's And I talk. can't help myself. I just I'm like, Oh okay and then I'll like duck under, you know, get away from you know. Yeah. Like my wife's just sitting there shaking her head. She's like, Really? And uh, you know, we were at a concert over in Ridgefield we're over at a concert and there's a dude there in these big tall boss boots and it's like oh dude okay you know and we're going uh we're at that concert and we're we're looking at the boss boots and I'm over there talking to him about them and and uh i i just i can't help myself you know and she's just oh how could you, you know, shaking her head and i'm like hey you know there's well cuz a lot of the shows in the summer they have a big uh in the front you can park your motorcycles so a lot of people uh, ride up to it, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. and I'm like, Hey man, what's, you know, what do you got on there? Yeah. You know, like, Oh, these, yeah, I got them over in Oregon. I'm like, yeah, you got them in Skapoos. How do you know that? You know? And that's like, yeah, man, here's my car. If you got any questions, you know, like it's, I don't know. It's fun. Feels really it's fun. Good, yeah. You know, the best part actually is, uh, we did the one moto and we were talking about that earlier. Yeah. And that show one year, I just took pictures of everyone that came by the booth that had worn Westco's, tons of them tons of them and you don't realize you know it's uh and there's a lot of like pride i'll bet in the Wesco boot because when i grew up in northern california with my dad it was it was uh there was two of us he wore one or the other you know it's almost like oh do you drive a ford a chevy a dodge right no, do you drive a you know it, it's almost like that like no these are these are the ones you pick you know and um it's loyalty. That's, yeah, totally. And yeah. that's how I knew about Wesco. And there was a, we used to have a lot of little like mom and pop shops that would do shoe repair and, and sell all kinds of work stuff. And and that's one thing that's changed though for the scene is over the years, if those stores didn't have, you know, a son, a daughter, a, a family member to take over, they've gone away. And it's a bummer. That's sad. It's super sad. Um, when I drive
0: around your little town here, yeah, I realize that without—I mean—the the thing that makes this place so special, I say this place, but kind of like the Northwest and these little towns or villages, whatever you want to talk—is those little downtown, yeah, stores. They're so charming, yeah. There's so many. There's so many little bars and cultural places for people to gather,
1: yeah. And it's and really that's cool. Like here, um, and you saw, we drove through just even like where I live an hour from here, Castle Rock. It's a tiny little community that is super tight knit. Yeah. And I'm not from there. I mean, I lived here and, and, uh, you know, I enjoyed my time here too. And I have tons of friends here and, and Scappoose is a great town. I dig it. I mean, um. You know, there's a lot to offer, and you're right outside the city, so anything you really need, you can you can get whatever. Um, but there's a lot of makers in the Northwest.
0: There is
1: us, Ship Shipjohn, Kershaw. Do you think that's
0: because maker. of the weather?
1: I mean, the, the uh, concentration know,
0: here and the focus that these makers have. Mm-hmm. I don't. I can't really think of any anywhere else like it.
1: Yeah, and the funny thing is, we would have been up in Seattle, but our founder ran out of money like yeah. the whole story of it. He, he ran out of money and started out here this That's, is as far as he got. <laughs> he was like, you know, Portland and, uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of a trip, you know, but everything happens for a reason. And, you know, timing's everything. Yeah. In life. It is, yeah, it's, it is. you know, not to go on some big old run, but it's like, everything has to be timed out. What release are we doing? Oh, yeah. What leather are we bringing in next? Yeah. What release are you doing? I'm learning that through, uh, trial and error yeah yeah
0: <laughs> the timing problem <laughs> yeah <laughs> the, like the uh i really thought i was gonna have to release a deck jacket in summer oh man. <laughs> i was getting scared yeah i was like oh my. especially God. a line deck jacket <laughs> yeah, yeah are we gonna do this but now you know, one one kind of funny thing is though i i wouldn't be scared of that anymore because if you also if you kind of have your styling right and hit roughly around the right time, you realize that like some of these heritage pieces, yep. that if you still make them functional, yeah, like this boot yep. and and uh, that jacket, like uh, that, it's going to keep you warm and it's going to be a piece that's going to stay in your
1: closet for ten years. Mm-hmm. Then all, it almost doesn't matter. Someone, people wouldn't care. If no, they would buy. It they buy in it. Yep, yeah, totally. Yeah, you can sell it in summer, winter. It doesn't yeah. matter because same thing. Uh, you know, I brought up Born Free earlier, but that's because it's one of the few shows that we do. But what's crazy, like we were talking about is you go somewhere where it's hot and, you know, we, we kind of laugh and joke like, oh man, I wonder, you know, what's, what's it going to be like when we get down there and you get there and it's like, man, there are a ton of our customers here. Yeah. wearing are our boots already. You know, I mean, at, at the one moto show, when I took all those photos I was talking about, I expected it. You're in the Northwest. Yeah, Portland's. Boots everything. boots really make sense up here, you know? And uh but I mean I couldn't imagine I in my head I thought, I wonder how many people, you know, Southern California, it's pretty warm. Vans. How many people yeah, dude, totally vans and yeah. cons all day. And uh we get there and it's like dude, there's so many engineer boots. People I don't ride a rocking. I don't ride a bike in tennis shoes. You shouldn't. I don't. I just can't i But I also don't live,
0: I live in the sand. Yeah. I live in the dirt and um, anything with laces, your shoes fill up with sand. You bring that in the house. Like you have to wear a a boot in the desert.
1: Yeah. But I cringe anytime I'm on the road, no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody cruises by and they're in like white Nikes or something like sneakers or something or or, or just whatever sneaker. It doesn't matter, you know, or like you said, it'll save vans, tons of people. Oh yeah. You might as well ride in socks. Yeah.
0: Cause if somebody hits you or even just like, and I got, I got hit, not that, not terribly long ago in the park by another bike Uh and I had my boots on and you know, and I felt that fucking, uh, whatever part of the bike that brushed me, like hit the sole of my foot. And luckily these boots are so beefy. Like I felt it deflect something. I don't know what it was and it happened fast, but if I had a rubber sole on, are you kidding me? It would have ripped half my foot off. Yeah. You know what I mean like I got sideswiped fast enough we've else.
1: had store you know we have a lot of testimonial types stuff people send in you know that are uh like they've been in in horrific accidents. Yeah. and their boots are money yeah. they're good they're yeah. like dude, I'm glad I had the steel toe. I drug my foot under a guardrail and it you know oh. cut through the leather and hit the steel toe or or uh you know we had a guy years ago from the East Coast he owns a tree company. And he had flown out. He had been wearing Wesco's sixteen inch highliners, and he had been wearing those, and a cat backed over his foot oh. and his leg. Oh, he got to the hospital. Everything was cinched up real tight on his boots. So he got there and he had to have surgery, but it kept everything. It splinted him in place, and there, you know, they had told him, Hey, he flew out here. Hey, thank you. I'm healed now. You know, after he had his surgeries and everything, I need to get fitted because I can't go off the shelf anymore for off-the-shelf sizing. Yeah. And I see him every tree care show we would do. There's our buddy. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. He still orders. Okay, this is
0: why you don't have to advertise, though. Yeah. And there is something I'm learning about because i just recently started paying attention to and i mean maybe this this company that's doing your website does this too mm-hmm. but this this these digital marketing firms um there's several ways to really get your stuff out there and one of them is these algorithms that they have to train yeah and i'm i may be butchering this i probably am but they really put a lot of time and care into arcing these algorithms to get in front of the right people. Yep. And that's where the money comes in. Right. Yep. Or there's the other thing they don't tell you. Um, they call original content. Like if you're authentic enough and the reason I think most people don't do it this way is because they're not, mm-hmm. but you can create original content. You then create the algorithm yourself. Uh, yeah. And that's what you guys do. Because it's just proven. And so they always talk about original content, like, you know, you can do this and this and this, but then you got to be real. Yeah. (laughs) And so many people aren't. For sure. For sure. (laughs) It's like the hardest thing for them to do. Yeah. And I've, I've, I wanted to hire a digital marketing firm to help me, like, get my videos out there in front of people. And, you know, somebody I consulted was like, well, you know, Like, give these enough time because they're, like, kind of in the right pocket to be original content and actually kind of take off themselves with time. You just need to do more. Yep. You're like, oh, okay. Because it costs, like, people drop, like, $15,000 a month on just the service that goes into creating that algorithm. Oh, On the low end.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we have, uh, I mean... That's where we've always left it, kind of grassroots. Like you, you let it grow organically. Where, and we've done, uh, we've done a little bit where we tried a couple of radio ads and a couple of things local and whatnot. And um, you know, we just don't. Years ago, we were in tons and tons of magazines. And we, you and I, already talked about this, but it yeah. was like, you know, what you get back. I mean, you mail out this catalog packet that's pretty expensive because at that point um it wasn't like you had a big robust site that was telling all that it could tell back then but a catalog in the print it's like okay we'll put all the options in so you'd send that out and it's like okay well what percentage of those are coming back yeah how many people get it and they don't feel comfortable doing their fitting which is why now a lot of times i facetime everyone yeah hey let's just roll through it on a video you know, and we FaceTime and we get through it and they do their custom fit and, you know, it's successful. Yeah. Um, That's a lot more personal anyway. For sure. I wish I could do that with everyone. Yeah. I wish I could be like, hey, yeah, oh, great. Okay, cool. Yeah, off those measurements is what, here, I'm going to send you this this boot and, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I really do wish that. But um,
0: But there's only one of you, Chris. Yeah. It can only do so much. Hey, it's all good. Yeah. We'll, we'll get to it. And you do a great job.
1: I'll take it. I'll take it. Well, yeah. take it. Take well we're it.
0: we're an hour 38 in and I know that your phone is adding up with messages. Do we want to do we want to talk about anything else? I feel like we I kind of imagined doing this at your house like drinking whiskey or something. So We could do that later. We could do that later for yeah. round 2. We'll do
1: part 2 tonight and then yeah. that'll release like 6 months later. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was actually looking at my phone cuz I thought, man, it feels like we've been talking for a little bit wonder if we hit an hour yet. Oh, yeah.
0: About 38 <laughs> minutes ago.
1: <laughs> oh, man. I could talk all day. I just... Uh, there's probably tons of things we could talk about. I don't know. I mean, I, I think we covered most of, you know, like our first... And maybe that's a thing. We just do a... We'll do follow-up. Yeah. Because
0: I know what's going to happen is we're going to get in the truck and have a great talk. And I'll be like... Motherfucker, why didn't you talk yeah, well, about we were this while well, we had the know, like we were
1: eat, Earlier, we are eating a snack, and I'm blah, 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 yeah. blah. And I go, wow, we should really save that for later.
0: Well, that was a good point. <laughs> that was a good point. You could touch on that. The etiquette that you guys really have upheld in a business sense in a somewhat insulated, um, what would you call it, culture mm-hmm. of, of shoemakers or cobblers? or yeah footwear etiquette and footwear
1: yeah yeah
0: you guys have upheld your end and and that also speaks for itself you don't rip anybody off you don't
1: try and sorry i was at your mind my hand was in front of my mic i couldn't even talk there it almost sounded oh, like it went
0: sorry about poke your eye out yeah yeah
1: yeah yeah uh yeah as far as that i don't uh you know it's it's funny and there's so many things out there that you look at that customers you know one part of it is when you're a made to order company that's doing everything you know obviously we've got we say handmade but we've got you know sewing machines it's not like i'm sitting there poking out every notch and like i mean yeah there are a certain amount of things out there um, dude this is please, handmade as handmade as it gets let it, me tell you well and a lot of people try to they yeah. you know you have to keep it within a certain limitation of what we can do hey can you add this can you add that yeah we might be able to do that you know and we'll do a little special project um but a lot of people are like hey can you make a chelsea style boot or hey can you make a mock toe i mean for probably five years and then you see all these other companies like announce their mock toe or whatever and it's like i don't want to look like anyone else's brand and you look at them and it's like i don't wesco's Wesco's future is not to copy all these other brands. And then they try to follow, you know, people will say, oh, well, they're making a better version of it. And for me, it's like, we're trying to make the best version of our boots. And that's the key. We can't make everything that's out there. And we don't want to. I mean, (laughs) that'd be pretty crazy. I mean, looking at what we already offer, you know, as far as made to order. Oh, you want to pick out every color and every piece of leather? Yeah. You want to pick out your height? You want to pick out your sole? Your That's heel amazing. stack? Your? Yeah. You know, there's so many details that you could choose. Um, you know, we're kind of going to hang out in our lane and work and improve on what we do. Uh,
0: if you if you tried, yeah. it would cheapen the experience. Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I we know don't. you could make a killer mock toe, or you could make a. Uh, anything that you guys wanted to do for sure would be amazing yeah. but yeah. it's not wesco
1: well and the other thing is you know if you want to fit something in i mean at what point it for now with how far out we are with orders and so many orders need to be made i mean that's not fair or cool to like all our customers waiting and it's like well where's chris at wasn't he over there stitching No, he's out drawing the patterns for a new thing that we're gonna put. It's like Yeah. (laughs) Okay, well you've got like you know, how many thousand other things that you need to get out the door before, you know, you go into that project. Dude,
0: I spent the first hour this morning just shooting boots on the rack out there, ready to go through the next stage.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: How many do you think you have on racks right now?
1: Oh, you've probably got I would say eight hundred fifty well, some of them are in boxes. Some are, you know, spread out. But I mean, done uppers that are ready to go. Yeah, you've you've probably got nine mm, hundred.
0: I think I shot all of those. This morning. I bet you did.
1: I bet you did. I bet you did. <laughs> but
0: there's something really impressive about seeing them laid out in the different stages. It's yeah. You know, as a someone who appreciates a craft, I'm almost trying to understand you know it's just understanding the workflow it's it's really cool and even just how you guys lay out your workbenches and and
1: well and that's why when a lot of companies ask hey can we come in and check out no because we've streamlined it yeah very efficiently if you look at and I can look at other videos and stuff and see like how different uh production facilities are set up and and some are phenomenal and some are like oh, I'd probably move like two or three things and it'd make it flow a little better. Um but you watch our flow and it's like boom boom boom. Oh yeah, boom, it's boom, awesome. Boom, it just all makes sense, you know. And we've put a lot of time and effort into that. It hasn't always been that way. Dude, you know? I
0: watched you make a pair of my boots yeah down the line in less than a day yesterday just because everything was here at one time. Yeah. And you were able to just walk through and do it. Yeah. You know, and that t- no supply line problem you could be able to just
1: yeah yeah um you know we'd love to have a few more people come work with us absolutely
0: anybody should feel lucky to work here i feel like
1: yeah and we want someone that you know you're part of our you know once you get through the gate you're part of wesco yeah and you want to be here for the long haul you know not to like deter anyone you know from applying or anything but i mean we want you to be here for a bit like it's a hard craft to learn yeah. not everybody just walks in it's like i remember my interview with chris yeah you ever made footwear before no <laughs> your any type of it? no <laughs> okay what what you know what do you what do you have to offer do you like, know what a sewing machine is like <laughs> i'm a hard worker and i learn fast you know and i'll i'll dedicate myself to learn and uh i remember and i've told this a couple times but I was out there on that sewing machine and back in the day, it was a lot less as far as helping to train, you know, it's like, Oh, well I was going to do this job that this guy had done for years and years and years. And he wasn't really like an open book about it. I was (laughs) like, look, this, he, he basically told me this is how it works. Good luck. You know, in a sense. And I'm like, Oh, all right. Well, I'll bite dude. Sure. So I'm trying to figure it out, figure it out. And I'd go over and I'd feel so stupid. I'd just be like, Hey, uh, yeah, so I just poked a bunch of holes through the side of this boot. Over there. You <laughs> think you might might give me a hand or something? And and uh, he'd come over and he'd be like, oh, yeah, well, this is off and that's off. And you need to do this. And very stern. But just in the coolest part of all of it was after I had learned that job and then learned his job and it allowed him to do other things, he would come up, like, and, uh, and he was old school. He'd worked here a long time. And he had retired. He retired from here too, and uh, he's like, "Hey, saw them boots you did in the back. Those were looking pretty good." I was like, "Yeah." He's like, "You know what? They're actually as good or better than anything I've done." And oh. I, go, I go really, and he's like, "But it wasn't. It wasn't me soaking that up. As far as it was just listening to him know." That the next person that was taking over that position that he'd done for like 22, 25 years, just that job alone was going to do it to a level that he could respect and appreciate. And it almost like took that, I wouldn't say guilt of not doing it anymore, but it was like, oh, okay, cool. Chris is on it. He's taking pride in it. I feel comfortable with that. Like I can accept that. This for a while man it was just like you know hey what do you he just come over he'd fix the machine but i'm like well what what'd you do the hell'd you do yeah. you know and and uh, oh i just changed those two things and he'd go back over and i'm like man he you know does he just not want me to know what's he doing <laughs> and uh and you know so um we spent a lot of time training and uh it's it's something when you asked earlier what's my favorite i mean yeah i like stitching the boots nailing them I mean, I like talking. Obviously, dude, I can't stop talking. But, but uh, the thing I've always stuck with the the family is great. The company's great. The more, the merrier. It's you know? it's
0: been so cool to see, man. Right on. Yeah. Yeah. You and your element. Yeah. Chris Warren. Yeah.
1: yeah. Just a little bit of a uh, little glorified Al Bundy here. Yeah. You yeah. Know? A little more say? into it than I'll
0: but sell shoes huh? yeah yeah
1: yeah yeah i don't know man i i dig it and uh like i said for the long haul
0: that's awesome well thanks for giving me the time and i guess yeah i'll, I'll get back out there and shoot some pictures oh yeah what, what time, time is you get it get that
1: done it's uh 3
0: what time do we got to leave here four okay well then i'll shoot pictures for the next little bit and cool we'll wrap it up right on all right well thanks my brother Thank you, sir. Yeah. till my pleasure. Till round two. Yeah. (laughs) Till the night. Bye-bye, everybody. Well, there you have it. That was Chris Warren, ladies and gentlemen. The one and only. And I was very happy. I've been very happy with my journey with Chris, getting to know him first over the phone and now his family there in Oregon. Yeah. There's something about meeting new people What is it? It's this discovery of new people that make you want to be a better person. It does something. It's encouraging. It's it's the most sincere form of encouragement because when you part ways with that person, you are encouraged to be a better person. And Chris does that to people. I want to do that to people. I hope you want to do that to people. Because like I said before, we need more people like that. More people like you, Chris. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Um, The boots, by the way, are still available. I haven't been advertising them because of the lead times and the delays, and I didn't want to have to explain myself necessarily, but they are available. And you can still order them, and those lead times are being cut down. So we're, we're getting to the... We're getting back to the normal schedule of pre-ordered items. But thank you to everyone who has ordered a pair already. And they will be coming down the pipeline soon. Rest assured, you are a patient, patient friend, all of you. Before I go, I know it is the deepest, darkest days of winter. I might as well leave you with a story. Another one from my book, Too Far Gone. This chapter is called Words, and it happened to me Christmas Day back in 2013, which will very soon be ten years ago, believe it or not. So here we go. Thick darkness compressed the efforts of my headlight into a narrow tunnel. I swerved along a road without shoulders, far past the luxury of white and yellow painted lines. In the vast emptiness, nothing carried but the cold smell of water and salt. The moon, exiled, had taken all sound with it. I had been in colder places, but had never trembled worse. My inertia beset on all sides by a violent shiver. Four out of my five senses had failed, and the last thing I needed was to taste the pavement. I found the driveway up to the hostel after passing it twice. The turnoff shrouded under a blanket of night. I wasn't even sure I had entered Point Reyes National Park. I had been riding Highway 1 all day, taking my time to absorb the beauty of the coastline, but the majesty of the Pacific was diminished by my own isolation. I flipped down my kickstand and drifted with stiff progress to the steps of the cabin. Bending one knee at a time and employing the handrail, I finally crested the porch and saw my reflection in the door. I looked ridiculous. Still wearing my helmet, my awareness and hearing were muffled. The night staff didn't notice me slip through the front door. The lobby was cozy, warmly lit, adorned with holiday decorations, and, I was surprised to find occupied by at least 10 others. They sat tangled in warm blankets on overstuffed couches, gazing hypnotized upon a man seated on a folding chair in the middle, masterfully playing his cello. I'd walked into a snow globe. I felt transported and undeniably out of place, but nobody seemed to notice me. I thought I might have needed a ticket to be there So I held still and tried to determine the sudden shift in my surroundings. I stood there in muted, isolated wonderment, like a space-suited astronaut discovering the surface of a faraway planet. Nothing had ever settled my nerves like the flawless voice of that instrument. And before long, I too fell under its spell. I think the musician could sense the elation in the audience and so extended the song to continue our trance. As he drew out the final note, he looked directly at me, still encased in my helmet and gloves, and recited this poem. Your great mistake is to act the drama as if you are alone as if life were a progressive and cunning crime with no witness to the tiny, hidden transgressions. To feel abandoned is to deny the intimacy of your surroundings. Surely even you at times have felt the grand array, the swelling presence, the chorus crowding out your solo voice. You must note the way the soap dish enables you, or the window latch grants you freedom. Alertness is the hidden discipline of familiarity. The stairs are your mentor of things to come. The doors have always been there to frighten you and invite you. And that tiny speaker in the phone is your dream ladder to divinity. Put down the weight of your aloneness and ease into the conversation. The kettle is singing even as it pours you a drink. The cooking pots have put down their arrogant aloofness and seen the good in you at last. And all the birds and creatures of the world are unutterably themselves. Everything is waiting for you. It is a curious thing to be blindsided by perfection. At some point, we just stop believing in it. Could be skepticism or just growing older, but it seems the chances of all the moving parts in the universe working together for a single moment right in front of you are far from likely. But there I was, taken captive by something unexpected and new, and at the same time, astonishingly and hauntingly familiar like it was somehow meant for me all along. All the elements had perfect placement. The words, the music, the atmosphere left me paralyzed by their choreography. My camera was around my shoulder. The cello man and his audience were there sitting in perfect composition, yet I could not bring myself out of the experience to capture it. This was a picture I'd rather live than print. Thanks, guys. I hope you enjoyed that one. This chapter was a long time ago, but it was Christmas, and I will never forget it. I'm glad I wrote it down, and I'm glad I lived it. So until next time, I love y'all, be safe out there, and Happy New Year.